Welcome to Bandit's Keep. I'm Daniel. It is OSR October day 23. And I'm going to hit on a supplement that is, I'm going to say definitely an early supplement in the OSR. It is Thalotomy's Musings by Jason Cohn. This came out in 2007. And it is a set of house rules and philosophies, if you will, for using original Dungeons and Dragons. That is OD&D. And I'm just going to go through some of the stuff in here. I'll give kind of go through what's in it, and then I'll pick, handpick a couple of sections, but I'll put a link to this so you guys can download it. It's a small PDF. It's only like 50 pages. You can sit down and read it easily in an afternoon and really start to get a feel for what a campaign in this style might be like and whether or not it's for you and what you might do differently. I know that's what I did anyways. So it says a collection of inspirations, house rulings, expansions, and general pontifications on the nature of original Dungeons and Dragons rules by Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson. Okay, so we've got the table. Of, I'm just going to go through the table of contents or mostly so you get an idea of what's in here and then we'll pick a couple. Overview. What's this book about? What's this book not about? This I really like. <laughs> he kind of says this is exactly what I define original Dungeons and Dragons is. And this is what it's not for me at my table when I'm playing. And this, I think, is really important because when we're going to put a set of philosophies or rules out there, we want to give somebody an idea of what where our baseline is. Because if somebody looks at these with the idea that it's basic expert, let's say, or fifth edition or second edition or AD&D first edition, they will look at some of these rules or these rulings and be like, huh? But when you understand where they're coming from, I think they make a lot more sense. So I love that he does that. He even points out exactly what it's not and not in a way that's saying, oh, it's not this because that's not a good system, but rather it's not this. So just understand where I'm coming from. He talks about ability scores and bonuses, which I think is really interesting because, again, OD&D, especially the first the three little brown books, which is what he uses, handles ability scores and bonuses different than any other type of D&D. He talks about how combat is abstract. He talks about armor class, about how to use burning oil called shots, basically that he doesn't like them, <laughs> uh, race and class, creating an old school dungeon. And then this is the part I'm really going to jump into. He has a part that's talking about considering OD&D. That's the part we're going to look into. But first, I just want to point hit up a few other things we got here. Talks a little bit about critical hits and his thoughts on it, damage and hit points, dungeon as the mythic underworld, which we've heard a bunch before, essentials and recommended material, experience and advancement. Then he talks about, again, some how we handle certain things, gaze attacks, helmets, hit dice, initiative in the combat sequence, level scaling, magic armor and shields, swords, movement and combat, movement while exploring. So if you are in new to, to an OSR game and you see some of these things are, I'm air quoting here, missing and you, you're wondering how they can be handled, there's some good advice in here. I don't necessarily agree with or use all of this. And I think that's important. We want to look at things and we want to see what they did, why they did it, and whether or not it works for us. Then he talks about multiple attacks, player skill versus PC skill, rose-colored glasses, which which is a whole other thing. Um, you know, he talks about, maybe I'll read that part too. He talks about two-weapon fighting, fancy and magic, etc. So let's get into a couple of these sections that I think are cool. Uh, considering OD&D. Again, this starts on page 19. So again, I'm not going to read all of this. I'm just going to kind of skim through it. Uh, it starts off considering OD&D. So you're thinking about trying OD&D. That's great. 
If you're experienced with other versions, I have some suggestions that might help you to get the most of this system. This next thing, and other people have talked about this during this month, but this is one of the things that I really had to put in my mind when I switched over to using OD&D with Chainmail. This two sentences here, well, plus a title. Approach it fresh. Read the rules. Don't assume that you know how things work. There are differences that may surprise you. And this is 100% true. <laughs> when you're playing OD&D, you will jump in. And, and I think I've mentioned this before. When I got back into playing D&D to play 5th edition, I ran my very first adventure just using the, the character sheets and uh, the DMG. I didn't have the player's handbook yet. And, and I had like a module I downloaded from online. So that's how I got the monster stats. But I played it the way that I remembered how I played D&D. And a lot of times that's how we can think of D&D. We pick it up and we know how to play, right? So we can run any rule set. But if you really want to truly experience a rule set, a certain rule set, it makes sense to actually look at it because sometimes there's little subtleties in the rules that make it play differently. And that is his next part here. Play it for what it is. Don't try to make it third edition or whatever. Approach it as its own game. If you find yourself saying that's broken, consider that you may be looking at it from a completely different perspective than the original designers. Try to see how the rule could be interpreted in a way that doesn't seem broken. You might be surprised that find it, to find it isn't broken. It's just operating under a different set of assumptions than you're used to. Embrace the design and assumptions and you'll enjoy the game more. This I 100% agree with. If you play the OD&D for what it is, or some of these OSR games, or whatever, whatever they might be, or any game, and you, you actually give it a chance, think of it from the point of view of the original design, you may find that you really like it. You may find that, you know what, I don't like this. I don't like these assumptions. This isn't how I want to play. But at least let it have a chance. And I found that, again, my current OD&D group is made up of people who had never played anything but 5th edition and Pathfinder until they started playing with me. So <laughs> it's not like, you know, uh, I'm playing with people who played in the 70s and they're like, oh, D&D. In a lot of ways, I actually think that this is going to oh, controversial statement. In a lot of ways, I actually think a game like OD&D played again by the rules and really looked to plan to play it for what it is. And I'm not saying rules is written, you can't change anything. But what I'm saying, actually interpreting the rules and understanding the rules the way they are, don't start adding lots of house rules, is a is almost better when you play with people who haven't played a lot of old school games. <laughs> because it's so different than something like 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons that people have no choice but to completely clear their mind and take it for what it is. What? I have an 18 strength. I don't get a bonus to hit and damage. That's right. Restrain yourself. This is related to play it for what it is. First, let me state up front that part of what makes OD&D great is its openness and ease in which it can be house ruled and tweaked. In fact, some may argue that it demands house rules. However, in the beginning, you should try to keep your house rules to a minimum. Where you do house rule, and you will, try to keep your changes small. Develop understanding of the basic of the game and its spirit before making changes and additions. Again, I think this is really, really important. Okay, then he goes into talk about critical hits and stuff. We're going to jump forward. I want to talk about, I'll read the rose-colored glasses part because I think it's important because it applies to me as well. For some reason, when I tell other gamers I'm playing OD&D or AD&D or BX, I often hear comments about my nostalgia or my rose-colored glasses. I find this both odd and annoying. The idea behind rose-colored glasses is that your perception is being altered and that you aren't seeing things as they truly are. 
If you're looking back through rose-colored glasses, it means that you're not seeing clearly with the implication that time has tricked your memory, making the past seem better than it actually was. You only see the good stuff through the rose-colored glasses. So this is a neat turn of phrase or a flippant dismissal of any fond feelings of older editions like OD&D. Nevertheless, while glib, the phrase doesn't apply to me and my enthusiasm for OD&D. Rose-colored glasses only work when you're looking back at an experience. Once you actually go back and experience it again, the glasses stop working. At that point, your experience must stand or fall on its own merits or lack thereof. I'm not looking back fondly on OD&D. I'm currently playing it. When I say I like it, it's not because rose-colored glasses have skewed my perception of the past. It's because I like the experiences I'm currently having. Rose-colored glasses? Nope. That's exactly how I feel about some of these older games. And it's one of the things that we need to say in the nicest way possible to people when they dismiss older games or they have these, this, this isn't good. You just like it because it's old. We need to be clear that we're playing these games now and that we love them for these reasons. And my advice to you would be to do what I do. I do not ever or rarely, certainly not with new people, put down another edition in order to make the OSR or OD&D better. I don't say you play that game where this, this, and this sucks, or this isn't this, or you can't do this, so you should play OD&D. I just talk about the things that I love in the game. And if we, instead of talking negatively about other game systems, we take this approach, which I'm telling you, and also this, this whole pamphlet takes the approach of, and be positive and talk about a game system that we love, whether it's a new game or an old game, we will get a lot more people interested than we will by telling them what they're doing is wrong. Okay, so that's a quick overview. He also talks a little bit about fancy and magic, two weapons fighting, how to handle turn undead, surprise, an option for a thief class if you want such a thing, all kinds of stuff. So this is definitely a worthwhile document to read if you have any interest at all in the OSR or OD&D specifically. I will put a link to it in the show notes so you can download it. If you'd like to call the show and leave a message, go ahead and check the show notes as well. There will be a link to the Anchor page so you can do that. Also a link to my Discord so you can send me a message there as a voice message. And also a link to my Patreon if you want to support the channel. I'll be back again tomorrow as OSR October creeps forward, getting closer to Halloween. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon.